This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. And I say, hey, what a wonderful kind of day. If you could learn to work and play, and get along with each other. Hit it. Welcome everybody to Wednesday Warriors episode 26. Joining me as always to talk about NXT and AEW is my dear friend Liam Jones. Liam, do you know I usually edit out the thing you do before the start of the podcast? But you're going to leave it this time because we've referenced it. Because I've canonized it by mentioning it, I do in fact have to leave it in. Leave it in? Ha, you fool. You messed up your own intro. This is why I edit you. Censoring me. You you deserve to be censored. You're a horrific person that attacks people's ears with Lion King songs. Uncensored. You're not Scott Steiner. You're not allowed to be uncensored. That's my Scott Steiner impression. Hope you enjoyed. Sounds a lot like him. How's life? Are you having a good time? Everybody good time. Not really. It's really boring. Is this whole episode just going to be karaoke with Liam? It should be. It'd be an improvement on our other episodes. All of them. Liam just unleashes all of his manic energy that he's had for months and months onto one podcast, torturing the poor listeners. What do you mean, torturing? Yes, because it's blessing. It's good. Yes, good. Yes, good content. They they love it. They fucking love this shit. (laughs) Don't ya? Speaking to them directly, because I respect the audience, unlike some members of this duo. Listen, the first words I utter are, welcome everybody, which is speaking directly to the audience. Yeah, but you don't mean it. No, I don't. I hear the things you say about them. You're unwelcome to the podcast. You, you talk, you talk, talking smack. You're the one that about op- them. openly like, I'm just here for the money. Give me the paydays. Money, <laughs> money, <laughs> Liam, money, Liam, money, Liam, money, Liam, money, money. That's um, that's a Discord bit. You can't bring the Discord bit into the actual podcast. <laughs> oh right, we can't, again. We can't canonize the Discord bit. No. <coughs> oh no. <clears throat> I do have a little tickle in my throat. No. Oh. I was sneezing all day today, but you informed me that sneezing is not a symptom. I don't believe it is. No, it's usually a fever and a tickle in the throat. Oh no. Well, not a tickle in the throat, that's developed into a dry cough, but yeah, it's pneumonia. And then it's like, just death. Sure, yes. Well, well, uh, highly unlikely for somebody your age, but not entirely unlikely. Exactly. So, you know, don't get it. That's my advice to people. Yeah, so just just don't. Stay inside and wash your hands, you'll be fine. Stay inside, wash your hands. Listen to Wednesday War Games. Uh, other stuff, I'm sure, exists. Um, not that much of it anymore, because most of it's gone. Life has no meaning. 
draw, be creative because that's the only thing that matters. Indulge in information, expand your horizons. Uh, that's about it. Then die, but not of Corona. Just die of natural causes. Every week we talk about WWE, NXT, and AEW. Uh, what one last week? AEW won last week. I shouldn't even ask the question. Uh, so we'll talk about AEW. Is NXT first. like one in twenty twenty? Uh, it might have won once, maybe. I think it's only won twice ever. So it's it's pretty. Uh, I think it's. I think we're on three. I remember two distinct wins, and I'm just, I'm accounting for one that probably occurred at some other point. <laughs> That we don't remember. I used to keep track uh, in a spreadsheet, but then I forgot to get updated. I'll, I'll probably do like a sweeping update of it next week with the, like what yeah. our respective matches of the weeks were and who won. So we can be like, mm. look at the data. And then we can be like, look at the first 52 weeks of the show. These yeah. are the results. These are the matches you should watch. It's not going to make 52. It's definitely going to make... Hey, NXT won this week in the ratings, so... Slightly by one thousand viewers, one thousand whole viewers at one by. That's because like AEW is just gonna die, man. Yeah. It's not, not, not has nothing to do with NXT. AEW is gonna give up. That's my my bold prediction. <laughs> They're just not gonna make it to the year. The big TK is no. gonna get to twelve months and be like, nah, it's not worth it anymore. He's gonna be like us, get like five months into his TW game, and then be like, I'm done. Mm. I booked everything I want to book. Yeah, that's that's over. I did I did all those the ideas that I had in my mind at the start, and then I'm I'm done with it. Which would be understandable. We opened the show with Jake Roberts cutting another really good Jake Roberts promo. Jake Roberts, if he's not like best in interviews in 2020, everyone else is a fraud. Just vote. Jake. I think it's gonna be the fiend. Liam, if, if if the fiend beats Jake Roberts to best on interviews, I'm just gonna never talk about wrestling again in my life. I'm just not, oh, not going to do so it. So there you go, everyone. Go out there and vote. You have an incentive, yes. <laughs> There's only one thing that you can do to save yourselves from this show. It was your usual Jake Roberts promo. He's, he's mad at Cody. Uh, Tony and Chris Jericho are a commentary. They are, in fact, a delightful team. Yeah. Uh, Chris Jericho should just be a commentator. He needs to learn moves names a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like the, I like when he, he, he embraces the I don't know shit. In a way that's much better than Jim Ross, because Jim Ross gets indignant about it. Whereas Chris Jericho's like, I've never watched Michael Nakazawa wrestle. He creeps me out. Yeah, I, I purposely avoid watching him, in fact. <laughs> so he embraces his lack of knowledge and turns it into a character beat, which is exactly what you'd expect of Chris Jericho. Whereas JR just gets mad. <laughs> and madder when people point it out. Get in your basements. That's More my favourite JR line. Indignant. <laughs> Lance Archer squashed some dude. <laughs> I don't remember his name, but he had cool gear. I thought he had cool gear, and he got killed. So, so, so did the other dude. Both the jobbers on this show had some good gear. Yeah, so good job, he, jobs. He, he took a like a choke slam thing where it was like a suplex choke slam. Mm. That was neat. There you go. Another Lance. It was. It was not the Marco stunt squash, but nonetheless, Lance. I think Lance Archer is everything that Jake Hager isn't when you watch him wrestle. Because, like, as Jake Hager is, like, slower and meandering and less interesting, and then Lance Archer is just killing dudes and throwing them around and being that big, badass guy you'd expect out of Jake Hager, but Jake Hager isn't. And then he's like, yeah. Jake, watch your Lance Archer tapes. <laughs> or just watch out the curtain. Yeah, just just look at him squashing these nerds. Much better than you squashing nerds. Like, think of that match between Jake Hager and QT Marshall, which was like, Ugh. And think of both of these Lance Archer squashes. Much better Lance Archer. And Jake Hager is in the freaking title match next week, so... Jake Hager should, like, do 
a squash match with Marco and then just put him in that standing choke and just watch Marco's life drain from his <laughs> eyes because he doesn't go down. He can't touch the ground. He's just dead. That would be. I guess I'm advocating for a literal murder on AEW. That would be a very good visual because if he lifted him into the off the ground with that, he could probably lift him a good like three or four feet in the air. Yeah, and Marco's just kicking his feet. Big good oh, shit. Poor Marco. Hikaru Shida, or Sheed, if you look at the AW YouTube channel, uh, defeated Britt Baker in. I read a, that as Shid. Shid, fair enough. In a shocking Shid match. <laughs> I'm going to check if that's still there, because if it is, I'll be so annoyed. Uh, yeah, that this match ruled. ruled. This match was great. Yeah. As we say, this Brit match ruled in face. unison. Yeah, I know, right? It's two on the nose. Or well, two on the nose for Britt. Because. Mm. <laughs> Her she, face exploded. Her face did explode. Uh, accidental blood does add, add star ratings. And in fact, despite that video being published like over 24 hours ago, she is still there. Oh, how? It's, it really annoys me in that their videos are all capitals. It makes no sense. You use the capitals so for emphasis. Stupid. It's so stupid. It's uh, there's it's one thing to make a mistake. It's one other to spot and not spot it. It's also the first word in the goddamn title. How do you not spot the first word? Who's not looking at this at all? Someone's shitting up their job. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, this match was great. She did defeat Britt Baker again. I assume putting her. Uh, Nyla's not on any of these shows, so I assume Nyla's not at the tapings. So I'm not sure what yeah. the women's division is building toward. But Britt's cool. This yeah. is like Britt's best match, right? Oh, easily. Britt's so much better as a heel than she was as a baby. People are like, oh, Britt was good all along. It's like, no, she wasn't. Let's let's not retcon the fact that Britt was always good. She had some absolutely Which also dire matches. Which justifies this match. It's like, if you say, oh, she was this good all along, well, then you're just like, you're lying. Yeah. <laughs> and you're, you're burying this match because this match was great. And it's like, you're completely de-emphasizing how good this was. By saying that all of her other efforts were on this level when they weren't. And you're also doing Britt Baker a disservice because she's improving. Yeah. And that's what you want out of her. Like, like she's in a role that she maybe was a lot of her depth for and she's getting better. That's what you want to see out of her. And she had a really good match here and she is so much better as a heel. Like in every way. That decision yeah. to turn her, tremendous. She's great. I like her delusional character. Her, her turning the teeth gimmick into something evil. <laughs> I really like the like... Jericho is supportive of both women, but then has like a specific that he specifically wants Brit to win. He's like, yeah. "Oh yeah, Shida's great, but Brit, come on, you can win." Like, <laughs> you're both like playing both sides while also picking a side. Yeah, Jericho. Jericho is one of those people who who's like he's so quick-minded and so willing to make himself like the 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 butt of the joke that he's just endlessly funny. It's you know yeah. the, the the wonderful. He's a wonderful man. He should, as you said, apparently he's going to be on commentary for most of these shows for a while now. And yes, I approve. Hey, I think I believe. Yeah, it was this match? I'm pretty sure that he had the the great line of um, uh, I was I was going through a rough patch in WCW, and it was because I was focusing on these fans, and I was kissing babies and shaking hands, and then it all turned around for me when I started shaking babies and kissing hands. <laughs> He's a national treasure. He's an international treasure. He should definitely like switch into commentary though after he decides to retire. Just, just do the, the complete swap over and be great at it. Because then we can have more Chris Jericho quips. The, the important question is who do you dump off commentary for him? And Jim Ross isn't the option because he's play by play. <laughs> yeah, you know, you jump, you dump off Jim Ross and you turn Tony into play by play. Yeah, and I, I'd imagine Jim Ross and Tony will be long, like long, long term commentators for this company. To be fair, um, Excalibur, like, he basically takes up the play-by-play. 
Excalibur is when... meant to be play by play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like when when Jim like lets him, he is the actual play by play guy. So Excalibur, and plus like because Jericho doesn't like him <laughs> on commentary, like that would be the dynamic I'd go with. Like just Excalibur and Jericho. That is one of the bigger problems with AEW's announced desk as a whole. It's like, it's JR, who's a play-by-play announcer, and Tony Giovanni, who's a play-by-play announcer, and Excalibur, who's also a play-by-play announcer. So you have three play-by-play Tony guys. Switches, I was going to say, Tony switches more into colour when he's the third man. Mm. Which I don't mind. So, like, him and Jericho, like, like him as the sweet old uncle, and Jericho as, like, the party rock <laughs> uncle, <laughs> and then just Excalibur trying to call the matches. That's, that's the dynamic I want. Yeah, so just jump... Dump Jim Ross for Jim Ross. I really hate that every time like Jericho or Cody come on commentary, they're like, "Oh man, oh, so I really hate to have to replace Jim Ross." And I'm like, "No, don't hate that. It's way better." He set the bar so low for you. He's actually doing you a favor. <laughs> like, oh, the best ever. I'm like, shut up. <sighs> Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega, and Michael Nakazawa. Kenny Omega is their team name now. Kenny Omega and Michael Nakazawa are backstage. Discussing how uh, Nakazawa wanted them to be best friends, and Kenny was like, "No, oh, they're best friends." Then the be- then Orange Cassidy broke out of what I believe was the toilet, because <laughs> mm. he, 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 he you got to be careful. Orange Cassidy could be spying anywhere, and he opened the door for for the best friends <laughs> who he knew were outside. Apparently, he just let them in, and they were upset. So we have probably the most important stipulation in the history of all the wrestling: uh, the best friends against Omega and Nakazawa matches now for the name best friends. Damn. Ugh. A hell of a hell of a title in the lineup. The best friends should get a title match now, right? Uh, who do they pin? They pin Nakazawa, didn't they? They, they pin Nakazawa, but they still have a win over Kenny in a tag match now. I guess. Maybe that'll be a mini uh, feud event. Not feud, but like a TV tag title defense before nothing. Yeah, it's weird to have these titles kind of in a weird form of stasis because, again, Hangman's yeah. not on any of these shows. So, like, what, what's any of this building? Door? I don't know. What a weird time it's... we live in. Wrestling's very odd right now. Yeah. It's, it's like, nothing makes sense. Nothing is really building to anything. It's just matches for matches. It's like, we have to fill two hours of TV and hope to make it pretty good and somewhat cohesive. For, like, six months. That's probably going to be three, but hopefully not six. If it's six months, I don't think I'll make it. Oh, let me get the breakdown of the AW rankings. Excalibur's voiceover of this sounded like he was in a house where he didn't want people to hear him. Yes, he was very shoddy with this. It's like, As what? a professional ad reader man now, <laughs> I was very disappointed in his effort. I was like, Excalibur, why? He, he's like doing it like a hutched. As I said, it's the thing. It's 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 like when you're talking to someone on Skype in the nighttime and you don't want you like there's other people in the house you don't want to hear so you kind of do it in like the hushed tones and start talking like this but he's still trying to put emphasis on it so he's like and now the top of the women's division is Britt Baker and yeah very weird Excalibur find a house that you can talk loudly and enunciate or just tell whoever's like there hey I have to do my job for 20 minutes (laughs) I haven't watched have you watched the Being Elite wrestling matches he called them didn't he uh yes I skipped around them. I didn't watch them. Like, Did he sound as them. weirdly hushed there too? No, he kind of he sounded he was a bit more lively. There you go, Excalibur. Whatever you're doing, talk louder. Talk louder. Yeah, words. We get the first of two John Moxley against Jake Hager video packages. Might as well dump them both in at once. Uh, both very good. Jake Hager's wife is like, if he doesn't win, he can't come home. I'm like, that's, that's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
That's great. It, um, these are the Road 2 videos that we've always wanted on AEW. Which is, it's weird that they didn't lean further into them earlier, especially in the, the empty arena environment, that I'm like, surely, like, the easiest way to just fill 10 minutes is to just film, like, just sit everybody in a rotating string backstage to do the, the, the talking head spots, and then just cut mm. it into 10-minute video packages every week, and job done. You fill 10 minutes of TV time, and that's what they did here. They did two, four, or five-minute packages on this match for next week. And, yeah. I think I think we're going to get these more consistent uh, as we go forward, because they're like, uh-huh, what are we going to do with all this time? And we'll get, like, a 20-minute Jericho Matt Hardy thing, and then, yeah. We'll get to the Jericho Matt Hardy thing when we get to the Matt Hardy promo. We uh, There was a, a long high package on the history of Cody and Sean Spears, which, again... The... I like Sean Spears. I really wish he was just, like, a little more compelling. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's that's the story like, of Sean I, Spears' career, though, isn't it? It's like, he has a really good look, and I think he can talk. It's just like, when he, the, match, the bell rings and you're just like, come on, do it for me, just show me, show me! And he, he he then he doesn't like not show you then either. He like gets right up to the edge of showing you and mm. then falls back. Yeah, and even on occasion he can get like just tippy touching it. <laughs> it's like, oh you're doing it, you're doing it <laughs> and it's like the next match she'll have like Joey Janela and it just won't work. Oh dear. Isn't Sean Spears like forty as well? I'm I'm not sure. He's not a young but man. But like I was gonna say, like, he, he looks cool though, and that's half the battle. That is, and he has a cool manager. Does he? <laughs> Where is he? Well, well he can't show up because of um, <laughs> prevailing circumstances or whatever. <laughs> it's like because of age. Yes. Sean Spears is 39. So it's not like he's, like, uh, he's pretty, the, the cement is dry at this stage. Mm. I don't mind him, like, mid-card dude who, like, sneaks his nose into upper mid-card feuds on occasion. King of Dark. King of Dark. New Japan Pro Wrestling. <laughs> Best friends defeated Kenny Omega and Michael Nakazawa. And a fun match. I, like, I pe- liked this match. People got mad about it because there was comedy. It's like, God forbid there's comedy in my pro wrestling. But like, God forbid on. there's comedy during the world's going to shit. <laughs> With the match featuring the best friends, Orange Cassidy and Michael Nakazawa. How could there be comedy in this contest? God forbid... Kenneth would never lower himself to doing comedy wrestling. No, he is a pure wrestler who only does the wrestling wrestling. Mm. I liked this. And there was like one moment where I was like, oh, Nakazara and Kenny are going to win. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. <laughs> They're going to be, gonna best, gonna be the best friends. <laughs> and I was like, oh, is like Trent going to turn on them after? Be like, oh, meanie. I don't think they should do any like actual angles <laughs> with no crowd because <laughs> you're just killing it. Yeah. Don't do any face turns or heel turns until you have a crowd. Or title changes or anything, basically, that you're like, yeah. needs the crowd for the moment. Just don't do it. Yeah. Or we... debuts. <laughs> like, did you watch WrestleMania? No. Like, Drew Galloway winning the world title is just like, it was such a dud. And it's like his big moment, but it was such a dud because they did the usual Brock match, which usually has tons of energy, but there was no crowd, so it had no energy. And then he just won, and it's like, okay then. I feel bad for the dude. Yeah, he's finally the I chosen feel bad for, one. I feel bad for, like, Rhea and stuff as well. Mm. Angel Garza. All these poor people. Yes, best friends won. Brody. Good match. Brody Lee. Brody Lee. We had our, our latest Brody Lee. Uh, Mr. Brody Lee, by the way, these days. It's not at all. It's Cody's quote yeah, the other day. It's not, it's not exactly a parody of Vince McMahon. We just call him Mr. Brody Lee. 
He's got no chance. No hmm. chance in hell. He was mad at people for not wearing a tie, basically. <sighs> yeah, but it's like... I'm sorry, did you not witness them getting dressed to wrestle for the last six months? Mm. They've been wearing the same outfit. Why didn't you have this discussion earlier? Also, they were wearing, like, yeah, all of them wear the same outfit. So you think this is, like, Dark Order mandated. Maybe they have I really formal, like, formal attire and like, casual attire. <laughs> but it's like, I really like they just had, like, one guy who's, like, had a button-up shirt and a tie. It's like, did he make <laughs> this decision to just come to work in a tie instead of <laughs> instead of his normal stuff that everyone else is wearing? Like, did, did he have the initiative? Is he, like, one of the other numbers? Is he four or five or six? <laughs> I hope that everyone else is, like, beating the shit out of him now. Because you made us look bad. We have the uniform. And then you made us look bad showing up in a... Honestly, not very nice tie. But that would put put this over the edge. If they start showing, like, everyone else freaking out. Because, like, it it would really um, emphasize the corporate, like, ladder. And people trying to climb and tearing each other down. Like, if you're going to go with this whole evil corporation thing, show us, like, the whole scale of it. Do like an entire like Big Brother esque uh, <gasps> camera in, camera in the Dark Order household nonsense. Yes, yes, do this. The winner becomes number three. <laughs> <laughs> they get upgraded. Who is the winner? Um, is Brody Lee number one or does he's zero? Okay, so he's zero. Uno is number one, and then Stu is number two, and then the rest are. Yeah. I suppose yeah. the, what's his, the John John Silver and what's his name probably pretty they high, were, probably like three and four. You would imagine, and then the rest. Yeah, just nameless, faceless goons or everything from. They should. What? They gotta start giving Silver and uh, Reynolds uh, wins. <laughs> like, just give them some dark wins. They don't need to be on dynamite. They should beat the other Dark Order goons, <gasps> oh, and have them be the ones who dressed up. <laughs> like they're the ones who are mad. God damn it. Uh, yeah, then we had a Brit promo. Yeah, Brit had her face both busted, so she had a promo afterwards. She only had this promo time because her face got busted open. Legitimately, that's what you should do. You have the kick-ass yeah. visual of her face being busted open, so it's like, Brit cut a promo. And she's like, <laughs> glad you didn't touch my teeth, but even if you did, I could have fixed it. Can can a dentist fix their own teeth? I feel like they could No, that would be very bad. That would be very difficult to do. Even if they were, like, assisting, they're just backseat driving. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't think you could do that very practically. You'd need a lot of mirrors if you were to fix your own teeth. Oh, God, that image is horrific. <laughs> just shoving dental ah. utensils into your mouth. I don't care for this at all. Uh, Liam, oh, I found one of Liam's triggers. He does not like weird mouth stuff. It's teeth stuff, man. Ooh. I once had a dream where all of my teeth fell out like Tic Tacs. Into my hand. That's upsetting. And I have a and I have a very distinct memory of that happening and being like waking up and going because I, I like felt like every time I eat Tic Tacs I just feel like oh it's my teeth I'm chewing on my teeth. Wait, are you sure you weren't watching a Danhausen match? No, I can assure you I wasn't. <laughs> Matt Hardy is in his compound. He blathered for a while before challenging them to an elite deletion match. Elition, which I'm like. Why would you're on the side of the elite? The elite deletion is like deleting the elite. Surely it should be like, yeah. the, surely there should be it's like a, a swerve. A, He's going to join the inner circle after all. Is there some kind of elite or uh, uh, obsolete inner circle pun somewhere in there that rhymes? I'm not sure. Uh, 
Yeah, he could like he could because he does the whole eating people thing. He could play with inner circle. Sure, yes. There's something there. There's something there. <laughs> this is a sweet trick. Welcome to live puns. Yeah, but that's I imagine that's half of what he does when preparing for his promos. It's like, what pun can I make about this? Yeah. <laughs> so, Do you like how um during the next match, I'm skipping ahead, but it reminded me. Um, Jericho was like, "Oh, when we're talking about who the exalted one could be, everyone thought it was Matt Hardy, <laughs> or everyone thought it was Christopher Daniels. No one thought it was Brody Lee. <laughs> no one at all said it. No one on earth. Would yeah. you? Would you question Chris Jericho? Nah, not to his face. Yeah, Brody Lee murdered Lee Johnson. Or, no, it was Lee that I would like the gear of in particular. Yeah. I didn't remember the other guy's gear, but I was like, well, if he liked it, sure. I mixed up my nerds. Cody defeated Sean Spears in the quarterfinals, so he's advanced to the semifinals of the TNT Championship Tournament. Uh, Yeah, it was a Cody and Sean Spears match. It was actually pretty good, but it was still a Cody and Sean Spears match. I was pleasantly surprised by it. They broke out all the plunder. They broke out all the stuff you usually expect from Cody to to, to (laughs) the the, the smoke and mirrors. Whoa. Um, Yeah, I like Sean in this. But it was good. Like these two, obviously, have some sort of chemistry together, because I assume they've been around each other for the last fifteen years of their careers. <laughs> the two most interesting Sean Spears matches in AW have both been against Cody. Yeah. Who is Sean Spears' partner going to be? That's the real question coming out of all this. He apparently wants it to be Nike Michael Nakazawa on this show. So. For some odd reason. Um, I don't know why he wants it to be Michael Nakazawa. <laughs> who doesn't want their partner to be Michael Nakazawa? You know, I'll be fine with it as long as Sean starts doing all the baby oil spots. Then I'll be in full support. And then Tully also does them. <gasps> Don't you tempt me. <laughs> Alright, so that's AEW. I thought a pretty good show. Nothing special, but a pretty good enjoyable two hours of TV. Yeah, it's like, um... It, these <laughs> extenuating circumstances are making for odd shows, but, like, they can still deliver a pretty good show. Yeah. Speaking of pretty good. <laughs> yeah, well, the first match was. WNXT, which opened with a ladder match between Io Shirai, Mia Yim, Dakota Kai, Taki Knox, uh, Candice LeRae, and Chelsea Green, won by Io Shirai. I thought it was a decent ladder match. Did you, again, you haven't watched WrestleMania. The, the triple threat ladder match at WrestleMania was a much better ladder match in front of nobody. But this was a good, good enough time. I was happy that they didn't kill themselves doing a bunch of dumb shit. They did some big spots, but they didn't like jump off the ladder onto another ladder through a lava ladder. Someone did jump off a ladder. Was it Tegan Knox fell off a ladder through a ladder at ringside? Oh, well, shit. And with the most, we had the return of Mauro Ronaldo for this show, calling the entire yes. show by himself. And Thank God. But then, like, I was like, oh, yeah, they brought him back because they want him to do the Gargano Champa Ender. And then there was no commentary for the Champa Gargano Ender. So I was like, I was, I was the exact same. I started watching the show. It's like, oh, yeah, at least we'll get dumbass Mauro doing his dumbass Mauro routine for the main event. It's like, nope. I remember there was one point where um, uh, Nox took uh, the kick from Kai and fell through the ladder and was a killer spot. Like, looked like they straight up murdered her. And then Mauro, like, was mid pop culture yep. reference as it was happening I, and I was like really? I was about to reference it yeah I didn't take down the quote but yeah he's just like and he and then he was like oh she fell through the ladder <laughs> so, uh, who is uh Gonzalez is Dakota Kai's heavy yes um she died <laughs> yeah she was murdered <laughs> yeah I like audibly went ah. <laughs> I was scared for her 
But she's not even in the match. They could at least put her in the match and then let her die. <laughs> Give her a chance yeah, well. to win. But it's like, and I, I appreciated um, Robert Stone's <laughs> smarminess and sneakiness throughout this match. That was at least enjoyable. And then he did, in fact, try to cheat to help her win and failed. Yeah, I, I liked this match. I thought it had a lot of cool spots and only went which, 10 minutes. Or... Which always helps. Probably the first bump Robert Stone's taken in his WWE career. <laughs> first of many, I'm sure. Which and we had like 20 cause... minutes of Bella. <laughs> Oh yeah, the, uh, there was the promo and the video package. I assume you watched the, the highlights of that NXT UK match in full, right Liam? Mm-hmm. You definitely didn't skip by it, because I definitely didn't skip right by it. It's, I watched it's not all a, of it. It's not at all a fake show that doesn't exist. I definitely didn't skip directly to the <laughs> Bivens Enterprises <laughs> entrance. Yes, uh, Malcolm in the middle. Oh no, there was a Marrow quote. Let me. Oh, there was a Marrow quote in the opener. Never mind. We'll, we'll, we'll screw the screw Malcolm Bivens. It was terrible. It's one of screw the screw Mendoza and Wild getting kidnapped. Oh yeah, <laughs> Marrow first. Io Shirai proving to be flyer than somebody on a hang glider. <laughs> it's so bad. Like that's not even like on the levels of Marrow. Like, like being bad. Uh, like, usually he's over the top, but that one's just lazy. That was just dumb. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the silver lining of all this, of course, is that we're going to get Io Shirai versus Charlotte. <laughs> uh, in front of nobody as well, which should be good fun. Yes. Uh, yes, Malcolm Bivens, Rinku, and Sarav, the team of Indus... Indus Sure? That was it, wasn't it? Yes. Indus Sure. With Malcolm Bivens, defeated Chase, or what, uh, Ever, Ever, Ever Quest? Everlast. No, Everlast, Ever Quest the video. Yes, Ever Quest. <laughs> Which is a better name. Uh, yeah, Adventure squash. Quest. Not a particularly good squash. It's just, it was very long. Why was this match so long? And they did nothing. It was the return of the NXT squash that goes 50 50. <laughs> God, like, jeez. And the, the uh, not, a, not a good debut for Indus Sure. Yep. As you said, uh, Mendoza and Wilde are kidnapped. The degree to which they're like, eh, yeah, people are kidnapped. Oh, well. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Two performers oh. are missing. Yes, missing. We've, they will never return, even as Lucha Ninjas. Mm. Adam Cole cut another pro- promo from his back garden. He's still mad at Velveteen Dream. Sure, forever. Interim Cruiserweight title. Oh, yes, because Jordan Devlin is banished to Ireland forever, so he cannot leave. So... Why isn't Pete Dunne being stripped of... Well, not stripped of his title, but well, they, why isn't there... they said that they were considering doing that. I guess he's, uh, he might have defended it more recently, so technically he hasn't fallen well, within the 30 days yet. Apparently, the Devlin defended the title like two weeks ago on TV. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't question the, the NXT booking. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, we had a Becky video package on Rhea Ripley and Charlotte from WrestleMania. and some Which I definitely afterwards. watched. Yes, they had promos as well. There was new content there. Yeah, I definitely watched them. And that brings us to the entire second hour of WWNXT. The last beat. Blackheart yeah. versus Rebelheart. Johnny One Gargano. beat off. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa. Oh, Liam, why? Why did they do this to us? Why have they inflicted such suffering on us? Why? 
Why, like, Liam, was this so long? I feel really bad for Gagano and Jabba because they absolutely killed each other. They killed each other during this match. And then it was just like, by the end of it, because it was so long and so melodramatic and so C-grade acting level stuff, it just didn't hit at all. And I feel so bad for them because they were murdering each other. And like... Uh... It's a case of the the, the, the the right I'm not talking to the left because like Randy Orton Edge did the exact same thing at WrestleMania. <laughs> like, the exact same thing. The exact same 40 minute brawl. The exact same brawl on top of a ring truck. The exact same melodrama. Well actually it was less melodramatic in fairness. And in fairness they beat the heck out of each other as well. And yeah it's just like God how could you follow that 46 minute Wrestlemania match with another, if you take out the ad breaks this was about 40 minutes a 40 minute brawl around the performance centre and as you said, they killed each other, even though that freaking air raid crash off the top that was the the most fake stuff I've ever seen in my life. It was the worst (laughs) cut because if you remember every time Jeff Hardy jumped off something dumb in his in the middle, in like 2006-ish they usually did the thing where they filmed it so you couldn't see him land and then they cut to the aftermath and it was fine. You knew that Him and Umaga, like, jumping off off the, um, the truck. In yeah, fact. that's that's the exact one I had in mind. Where it's like you can't see him land. You know that he's landing on something relatively safe, and you're fine yeah. with that. But what they did here, instead of just filming them fall, you don't see them land, and then cutting to the landing, they filmed it from like three different angles, and then added a thud at the end. And it's like, oh, guys, stop it! <laughs> and Champa had to just take the move on the outside anyway. Yeah, <laughs> probably a few times while they got the cut right. <laughs> And I was like, like I have no objection to them trying to stop these guys from killing themselves in front oh, of yeah, nobody. They definitely That's... shouldn't have taken that. That's a stupid, insane spot. <laughs> so yeah, it's just just film the entire thing so that you don't see them land. It's not that hard. Do it at least do it good. And yeah, th- th- this whole thing. I've never seen two people brawl on top of a ring truck being so boring. <laughs> and for like nothing came of it either. Like they brawled on the ring top and then they got down and they walked back into the ring. <laughs> Yeah, and they did nothing up there either. They mostly just lied on top of it. It's like, wh- why did you, like, at least do a cool move up there? I know it's scary, <laughs> but you did it. <laughs> I know that, like, we've gone on, they hopped on this a little bit, but, like, why is Gargano the bad guy? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's, I don't know. I really like, don't know. How how dare you be mad about someone trying to murder you and your wife? <laughs> how, how dare, dare your you... wife try and get some revenge? How dare you never, like, how dare you not get over that? Come on. What was on Gargano's shirt? <laughs> what did know. that stand for? I, it was probably the deep symbolism, Liam. We're just not understanding the deep storytelling of this. I think I, it was like TJGW. And I was like, oh, is it tonight Johnny Gargano wins? <laughs> Perhaps. Is it totally Johnny gone wild he did go wild so maybe <laughs> he, he did go wild <laughs> God, the worst part of this match is when Johnny crawled to Champa in the corner put his <laughs> hand on Champa's hand and then Champa dramatically pulls it away and I'm like god damn it <laughs> my, uh, my favourite part of this <laughs> was the first 20 minutes in which no one shut the fuck up <laughs> and uh, just kept talking <laughs> They sure did. They sure did just keep over, keep running them. And Triple H at the start, just like, fight for me, children. That was so cringy. <laughs> That's uh, the problem with this. Like, there was so much of it that just was very cringy. 
and I felt bad. And it's like the like, big, broad, stupid WWE storytelling. And they're like, uh, you see people who are like, oh, what wonderful storytelling. It's like, no, it's melodramatic bullshit. And then the thing is like, this is the final beat off. <laughs> it's the end of it. It ends with a, a heel turn and not a clean finish. <laughs> So yeah, it's clearly gonna it's gonna transition to a, a, a an intergender feud between Tommaso and and uh, Candice. Johnny's done with her. Oh, that'd be you know what? Hell yeah, let's do it. Um, yeah. Yeah, that brings us to the the the, the last bit of it, which of course we have to talk about the the, the Johnny Garano's master plan. Of course, yes. <laughs> it was he he shows up with Candice LeRae, gets his ass kicked for forty minutes, then uh, get, uh, gets kicked in the balls by his wife. And Tommaso Champ is like, oh. Then his wife comes back like two minutes later, kicks Tommaso in the balls, and Johnny from reveals back. from the back. Yes, reveals he was wearing a cup, and it's like his master. That's his. That's his. But why didn't she just kick Champa in the balls after they apologized to each other as well? Uh, yeah. Oh God. Oh. I was like, I'm glad that was a swerve though, because I would have been so mad if Johnny was like, I'm sorry. Let's just fucking. It's it's over. Like, that's so annoying. He tried to murder you. But, fortunately, he's like, ah, it was all part of my master plan. Yeah, so my master plan to be fake kicked in the balls and then have you kicked in the balls. And again, no idea why he didn't skip straight to kicking Champa in the balls. Like, well, so why? why? Why didn't they just have a two-on-one match with Candice yeah. the whole time? Who was going to stop Candice from interfering? Again, no, no rules. The referee was only there to count. They made that perfectly clear. So he waited 40 minutes of brawling on a truck and being air raid crashed to the floor and what dropped if he had been tables. Earlier? <laughs> yeah, what if he lost? This is so stupid. It's just one of those things that people are like, oh, that's wrestling. It's like, it's not. Wrestling doesn't, doesn't have, have to, to be, be like that. Yeah. yeah. And then Gargano won. And God. God, God, it was so long. Yeah. It was so like if this was fifteen minutes, I would have been like, "All right, it's good." Even like, even they, like they, twenty-five, it was a big build, like blow off, and you, if you had to just condensed it all, I think it might have worked. But it's like it it, 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 ironically, it didn't really feel like it had much heart. No, and these two had a very fun brawl around the performance center. Like it was the, the last NXT that had a crowd, and like they were dropping people off uh, off like the the purchase things and throwing each other into weights and breaking mirrors and shit and it was good fun and then it was only eight minutes as well and then you see this where they it's like 40 like the entire with commercials it was the entire second hour of nxt and you're like why why i get you need to fill time i get you don't have the full roster there i get it's it's weird circumstances but why i don't even like i wouldn't have even minded it going this long if it was in front of a crowd i think because, like, you know, it was it's, like, the biggest feud in NXT ever. Like, it deserves a big blow-off. But it's, like, you have to realise the circumstances for this big blow-off aren't going to be conducive to a 48-minute cinematch. Ooh, cinematch. Are you a big fan of cinematic wrestling now, Liam? We've had we've had more cinematic wrestling. And if we're having a freaking elite deletion soon as well. So we're going all in on cinematic wrestling. The only good cinematic... Cinematic wrestling is only good when it's funny and goofy. And it yeah. shouldn't be taken as anything more than that. When it's it's not high art. It's it's silliness. It's it's putting wrestling. It's, like, it's, in a... it's all wrestling, you know. It's 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 just let it be fun, man. Why can't it just be fun? Why does it have to be this bigger? Why does it have to be like this life changing affirmation of art in professional wrestling? It's because people can't handle the fact that what they like is just it's just two guys don't like each other and they fight. 
This it doesn't, it doesn't like, need to be hard. But then, like, that. ironically, that situation can breed something that is closer to high art. <laughs> yeah. In the fucking Firefly Funhouse. And it usually does. And most of the time it does. I can give you more matches that are just straight up blood feuds that were closer to art. Uh, so, yeah, that's, um, that's the last time we'll ever see Gar- Gargano and Champa wrestle, I hope. How long until they run this match back? Over under one year. Uh, uh oh well ooh, that's a difficult question whether or not they get called up because mm. if they get called up it might be under and if they don't get called up it's over one year i don't think they'll run it in nxt again but i do think 100 percent they'll run this match on the main roster again. all right over and under they run it again in nxt but it's in a multi-man like a four-way or a five-way or a six-way or something uh two years two years all right we'll see we're gonna. Ho- this show will definitely still be going by then, so <laughs> we'll see if that comes to fruition. We'll be held. To you know, here's the new. This is the real one. Will Will this show have ended <laughs> by the time that they run this back in NXT? Uh, yeah. When he said this show ended, I I thought you meant like Gargano Champa. They're still wrestling at the moment. That's how long <laughs> that match was. No. Uh, but our podcast. Um. Yes. The Wednesday Wars will be over before they run this back. Yes. Garrett's prediction. That is my prediction. On NXT specifically, though. Main roster, yes. all bets are off. Yes. On, on main roster, they'll debut facing each other. Uh, nearly certainly. Uh, match of the week, Liam. Which match did you prefer most? Hmm. You know, I don't really know. <laughs> Um, it's either the ladder match or Sheeta and Brit. I think I'm going to give it to Sheeta and Brit just because I think I was more impressed by Brit. I'm the same. I I thought, yeah, Sheeta and Brit. Good job, Brit. You got match of the week. You nailed it. Good work, Brit. Who um, who was commentator of the week? Oh, it's Jericho. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to vote for Mara Ranallo. No, I'm going to vote for... (laughs) Uh, Johnny Gargano, who was commentating 40 minutes of his match. Yes, with deep subtext and important meaning and storytelling. It really, it felt, it, it felt like a backyard match. Because oh, yeah, like, there was no crowd and you could just hear the people <laughs> cutting their promos in the middle of the match. <laughs> and like, it, uh, I said this in, in a Slack. Uh, it felt like a backyard match with less fun and less heart, but not because yeah. of what, like, not because they were sloppy or anything. They obviously weren't, but because it just, it was, it was kind of boring and I felt bad about it because I wanted it, was... it I, I wanted to like it a lot. Like the first, I think like the first five minutes when they were just going at each other, I was like, yeah, people are wrong. And then I was like, oh, they weren't. <laughs> it was just like self-indulgent and self-serious and overly long instead of just, just I don't, be a I don't big even necessarily blame role. I don't even necessarily blame Gargano or Chamba for that. You know what I mean? Because I think like they had kind of put themselves into this position at this point with the yeah, other matches and with the circumstances. It's all, it's all Shawn Michaels' fault. <laughs> Which show did you prefer? Actually, you know what? There was no, there was no like staring at hands though. We can give them that. Yeah, yeah. There was, there, there was. Yeah, yeah. There was no why. Why myself? I'll give them yeah, that. They, they knew that they were evil at this point. That's yeah. that's the long term story that you. You people who hated it didn't realize that Gargano has finally developed into hurting this man without thought. Yeah, now he likes it. Um, A W, A W, A W, A W. 
same, and the poll, 82% AEWs, 18% NXT with 292 votes. That was closer when I checked yesterday, so the fact that we're recording a day later maybe screwed over NXT. Um, but it's like, I, I could see, if you liked the Gargano Champa thing, you would probably like NXT more than AEW. And like, diehard NXT fans did seem, in fact, to like the Gargano Champa. I don't understand it, but they, they like it. I don't, I see, I think so, like, I, I could see if this is your thing, how you would like it, and you'd be really into it. But it's just like, it's, for me, it's not. Yeah. Cinematches. You can follow us on Twitter at WarGamesPod. You can follow me on Twitter at Garrett You can follow Liam on Twitter at Larrikin. Yeah. I have something to plug this week. Go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Garrett Watch my Final Fantasy VII video that I mentioned two weeks ago. And I did, in fact, actually make. Liam, did you watch it? Yes. Much Thanks. like I watched the WrestleMania <laughs> recap and the NXT UK recap. Can I, can oh. I ask you a Final Fantasy VII Liam, question? Liam, 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 whoa, Liam. Whoa, whoa, we whoa, have important whoa. breaking news. Boop, boop. I haven't seen this. Effective today, Friday, April 10th, 2020, WWE and The Revival have agreed on their immediate release from WWE. We wish them all the best in their future endeavours. Wow. So there you so go, yeah. Revival, AEW Bound. Hashtag FTR. Just as we were finishing the podcast, if we had noticed wow. that five minutes later, it had been so you know long late. You know we're going to put that in the title. Yeah. <laughs> Revival release reaction. <laughs> Which so is you, us going, uh. You you have been waiting for a while for the revival to show up in AEW, so go, Liam. This is your ground. Um, I'm very excited. I'd be more excited if there were crowds to react to it. Uh, like I had predicted from the start, uh, that the revival and the Bucks were going to have a tag match at Double or Nothing. I, <laughs> if it if it happens, <laughs> that's still mm. down, it's still on, and I was right, and I'll forever be right about that. Um, you say yeah. I had a, I had a Final Fantasy VII question before the breaking news. <laughs> We'll get to that when we finish the breaking news. Do you think they should debut the revival before they have crowds? I don't think so. Especially because the Bucks are stuck in LA, so you can't you can't actually do any. Even if you wanted to do something with the Bucks, you can't. You have them attack them at the Bucks compound. You have you bring yeah, and then the revival will be stuck in LA. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they'd love that. So, so yeah, say yeah. Obviously, they're going to get brought in and be put with Jim Cornette, and it's going to be the anti-elite stable that everyone apparently wants. Uh, well, the third anti-elite stable after the Dark Order and the Inner Circle. Yeah, it's like well, at some point the elite has to be <laughs> deleted. Yes, well, that's the, what the elite deletion is all about. <laughs> ah, that's where they're going to show up. Uh, all right, Final Fantasy VII question. Um, I was going to ask you what your favorite song in Final Fantasy VII is. Ooh, it's Great Warrior. It's the moment when um, Red Thirteen discovers that his, his dad is a, actually a hero rather than a coward, and they play this really great version of the Cosmo Canyon theme called Great Warrior, and it gets me in the emotes every time. There we go. And that's where we're going to end this show with that exact song playing. Uh, we're probably not, no, but thanks for watching. Or no, <laughs> this thing. What, what are we even doing? This podcast is high art, and you're ruining it. Yes, this is, this is the Firefly Fun Podcast, where we analyze... I should, have just fun cast. I should have just written the piece on Monday of like, here is all the deep meaning of the Firefly Funhouse, which is just like everything Bray Wyatt said. Like, it, there was mm. no subtext in that match. It was all text. I should have written that. I, actually, it's it the one match I did watch. It's just like, yeah. yeah I, thought it was, I thought it was dumb, stupid Final Deletion fun. Yeah. But like, like yeah, I, I, that's fine. I, I, I could even go as far to say I liked it. I just, I don't think it's this big, wow, look what they did moment. So yeah, there's your fun, 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 fun times review. Yes. 
Thanks for listening and bye bye. Bye. <laughs> That's it. Say yeah. Bye. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.